Hey guys, I am so glad that each of you are here tonight. I see some new faces out in the crowd. I'm so glad that you came to to worship with us and to open up God's Word together. Let's uh, let's open by saying a word of prayer. Father God, we just uh, thank you so much uh, for the students at Bremond, and we are just so excited about what you're doing among us. I pray that you would just uh, speak to us through your Word tonight and uh, allow. Allow the word to change these students' lives. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, let's uh, let's don't dawdle too much. Let's open up our word uh, tonight to Luke chapter nineteen, Luke nineteen, and we're going to start in verse one. Some of you may have uh, grown up singing, "Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he." Some of you. Okay. Well, uh, I did. Uh, I grew up singing that song. It's a kind of a catchy song, and, and it is. It's about a man named Zacchaeus, and he's a short man. Yes, I am a short man. Stop laughing. Thank you. Um, but let's see how, what, uh, what happens here with this man and, and how Jesus interacts, acts, interacts with him and, and how we can apl- take some stuff from the story and apply it to our lives. Okay, let's read, um, starting in verse 1. Luke 19, verse 1. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small of stature. So he ran ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He had gone in to be the guest of a man who was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. All right. So we have a we have a, a small man, and uh, we have Jesus going into the city. And this city, uh, I find it very interesting. This city is Jericho, and it happens to be one of the oldest continuously occupied locations on the planet Earth. And it dates back between eight thousand and seven thousand BC. So, uh, Jericho and Jerusalem are the are two cities that have been scoured by archaeologists, and I think it's pretty awesome if you look back in Joshua six two. Um, we find the story where uh, they marched around the, the city of Jericho and, and then they blew their trumpets. In 6-2 it says, So the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpet, the people shouted with a great shout and the wall fell down flat. Well, most archaeologists agree that the wall fell down the, and the date of that destruction of the wall is exactly... Uh, what Joshua tells it in the time frame that Joshua talks about it. And so I even uh, God even speaks through us through history uh, and we can uh, dig it up and, and see what historians have to say about uh, this, this city. So it's a, a real city and it's something that God really did. I think that's pretty cool. Well, Jesus is going to going through uh, the city of Jericho and uh, he is on his way. And the word says that he is going, he's just, passing through and that's what it says and uh, and the, 
what came to mind when I was thinking about Jesus just passing through is, is sometimes whenever um, I'm driving, uh, when we drive through our small town, it's easy to just uh, blow through and, and go to get where you're going, maybe to College Station or Waco, um, and just miss. You might miss a convenience store or you might miss a little antique shop because we just blow through because we're just passing through. And sometimes uh, we miss out on so many things. And so, um, even while Jesus is just passing through, he seeks an opportunity to minister to someone. Now, this made me question, uh, do I take the time to minister to others? Do I uh, pass up opportunities? Do I minister to my families and friends and brothers and sisters? Or do you minister to your classmates or even to your teachers by saying encouraging words uh, as opposed to being a, having attitude or or uh, throwing something back in the teacher's face, smart aleck. So if we're just passing through, maybe sometimes we need to slow down a little bit. Slow down a little bit and and uh, see what God has an opportunity for us. We might have a, a Zacchaeus waiting at that convenience store that we uh, we drove by or, or while we're filling up our gas tank or, or when we go to Walmart to, to buy that brand new CD or or whatever we're there for. Zacchaeus might be standing there waiting, looking uh, to hear from God from you. I want to, um, I want to take a look at Zacchaeus himself. Um, Zacchaeus, he was a tax collector for the Roman government, and uh, he become rich uh, off the tax collecting. and And it doesn't say specifically here, but one of the ways for him to become rich might have been uh, through illegal methods, and that would have been by uh, charging a fee. Uh, for also uh, for him collecting the taxes, a fee that would have been double or triple, and so he would have been, become rich. And in in that tax collecting, he wouldn't have been one of the most popular uh, men in the community. So we've got a guy who really really wants to see Jesus, and he's not well liked by the community. So do you know anybody like that? I I do, um, and and they're they're all around us. And what does Jesus do? Well, we'll find out here in just a second. All right, so he, Zacchaeus is actually seeking, seeking Jesus in this large crowd. Scripture tells us here in this passage in Luke 19, it says, there is a large crowd. Maybe you've been in a large crowd. I had an opportunity to go to the inauguration of George W. Bush in 2004. It was freezing cold, freezing. I'm, I'm telling you, I was standing on ice uh, watching the president being inaugurated. Uh, but I would say that's probably the largest crowd that I've ever been in. We had to uh, shoulder to shoulder, uh, face to back on the subway all the way to, to where we were at the mall. And we got out and we were just in just there were thousands of people standing there listening to the president and uh, witnessing the inauguration. Maybe you've been in a large crowd before. And uh, at, a, at a Texas A&M football game or at a professional uh, sporting event, I don't know where, where, but but we're thousands of people. We're talking thousands of people, and, and of these people, Jesus is the one who Zacchaeus is seeking. Seek means to go in search of, a quest for, to seek the truth. Uh, sometimes it all it can mean to trying to obtain fame, but but he was seeking. Speaking a deep, deep uh, spiritual need to be filled. He he knew that Jesus had the answers. He knew that Jesus had the truth. And so he, he sought after him. 
He sought after him. Sometimes we chase after some of the silliest things. For you guys, it might be uh, a new boyfriend or a new girlfriend. Or it might be uh, straight A's. Maybe it's just A and B's. Or sometimes it could be money. It could be fame. Uh, the American dream tells us uh, that we need the, uh, the three-bedroom house with 2.5 kids and and uh, enough wealth to retire on. And those aren't bad things, but sometimes we, we get our priorities out of line and we seek and chase after those things that aren't what God wants us to seek after. He wants us to seek after Jesus every single day. So what do we do if our priorities are out of line? Well, we've got to put them back online. Like I said, uh, Jesus wants us to seek after him daily. And so that means we need to start setting aside time for him daily. What does that look like? Maybe it looks like you and I uh, getting up 30 minutes early uh, or uh, staying up a little bit later to read his word and to pray. Maybe it means that we have to sacrifice some uh, some time on our phones. Um, how many of you guys... Uh, uh, have you got your iPhones or you've got your phones that have apps on them? How many of you have the the YouVersion app? Yeah, a few of you guys have it. How many how many times are you reading your app or are you playing on your social media or playing the latest game on your phone? Sometimes we have to give up a few things in order to spend time with God. He wants us to seek after him. Seek after him just like Zacchaeus does. And uh He's willing to do anything. <laughs> That's what we read. In anything, he even climbs a tree. And I don't like climbing very much. When I used to serve at Highland Lakes Camp, they asked me to go through a highs ropes course training. And so I I reluctantly agreed, and I got on the course, and they were like, Okay, you see that 50-foot pole there? And I was like, Yeah, that's a that's a pole there, and it's I guess it's... 50 or 40 feet, and uh, they said, well, we need you to climb to the top, secure yourself to the pole, and then attach these uh, these riggings, uh, and you're going to have to use both hands, so that means you're going to need to trust your equipment, and I was like, whoa, um, I I, uh, I don't know about that, so <laughs> I climbed up this pole, and I probably got about 20, maybe 25 feet up, and I was like, okay, that's as far as I can go. And uh, I, I, as I shimmied, shimmied back down the pole, I, I had already made up my mind that there was no way I could climb that high again. Man, G Zacchaeus was so excited about seeing and seeking Jesus. He climbs up that tree. Maybe not as high as that pole that I was scared of, but he's just willing to do whatever it takes to see Jesus. Are you that excited to see your, your friends and family? Maybe people you don't even know. You know, I think we need to have that excitement when we seek those who need to hear about Jesus, who need to hear our story about Jesus, because that's what Jesus wants. We've got an, another crowd here uh, in in the mix, in the passage. We see that uh, after Jesus talks to him, he says, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must say, stay at your house today. So he hurried, and he came down, and he received joyfully. Then we've got this other group. They all grumbled. They all grumbled. Now, sometimes I think we get caught up in this crowd. You and I both. We get caught up in this crowd. We become jaded. And we need to put ourselves in the shoes 
of those who need to hear about Jesus, as opposed to becoming holier than thou, or, oh man, that person, he doesn't look like a Christian, or, or whatever. Um, sometimes we get caught up in this, in this judgmental uh, attitude and state, and let me tell you, uh, that's not the place you want to be. I'm reminded of, uh, of the text in Deuteronomy 31, where Moses and God are having a conversation, it's, and it's, uh, it's about the promised land. And, uh, and Moses is really, really, really wants to go to the promised land. I said 31. I, I meant to say the end of 32. In the, the end of chapter 32, verse 51, it says, Because you broke faith with me in the midst of the people of Israel at the waters, and I can't pronounce that, but it's at the, at a place where um, Moses was allowed to bring water forth to feed, uh, to uh, bring uh, to <laughs> quench the thirst of the Israelites. Excuse me, uh, because you did not treat me as holy in the midst of the people of Israel, for you shall see the land before you, but you shall not go there into the land that I am giving to the people. Moses had the wrong attitude, and what happens in chapter thirty four? He dies. God takes him up to the mountain and he looks over the land that God has promised to his people. But he reminds him that, hey, remember when you had a bad attitude? You're not going to be able to go in. I'll let you see it, but you're not going to be get to go in. And that's what these people are doing. They, they get to see Jesus ministering, loving someone who wasn't very lovable, who was not very popular who was a thief in some people's eyes. And that's the crowd that we don't want to be in. That's the crowd we don't want to be in. We don't want to be the grumblers. So what crowd are you in? I know, it's tough. It's tough to think about. But sometimes we have to, have to assess that. We have to look at ourselves and look at our life and, and say, Holy Spirit, reveal to me what I need to change in my life. What is it about me that you need to chip away and fix so that I look more like Jesus? In closing, uh, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he is also is the son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus' primary mission is to seek and save the lost. And when you and I, we accept his call, we, he calls us, he says, follow me. Take up your cross. When you and I begin to believe in Jesus, then we need to also take on the same mission and seek to save the lost. Now, in Matthew 28, it talks that we need to go and make disciples. Does that mean that we all need to go? No, we don't all need to go. But we, but it, it, go is a verb, so that means we need to be doing something. So whether it's in your, your high school, in your junior high, uh, whether it's at your house, whether it's uh, whatever you're on the football field, on the, on the sideline, wherever you are, we need to be making disciples that's what Jesus says. We need to be making disciples. What does that mean? We've got to be telling people about him, the, the, uh, the person 
in Jesus who came, died for our sins, and was resurrected three days. We need to be telling our story to those who are lost. In Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus gets this. You see, right here, he says, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Zacchaeus repents. Zacchaeus gets it. He sees Jesus and what he offers. He offers freedom to you and I. And Galatians 5.1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Talking about a yoke again. That's just that's a teaching. And we don't need to be held captive to sin. That's the slavery he's talking about. We're freed by the blood of Jesus. And when we, when we begin to live in that, uh, Jesus just beckons us to come down from that tree. Because he wants to come stay in our house. He wants to go and have a meal with us. Because he wants each and every one of us to know him have a, and uh, and to fellowship with him. And so I I just pray, guys, that tonight that you would see uh, see what Zacchaeus is, is done in the story here and, and reflect on it. Do you know Jesus? Are you living in his freedom? Are you just passing through? Are you a grumbler? Are you seeking to save the lost? These are some of the questions that you you need to ask yourself. You need to think about to yourself when, uh, as we pray, as you go home tonight and you lay in bed and you think about some of these things. Think about them. Think about them. Reread through Zacchaeus, uh, Luke nineteen, Zacchaeus's story, and uh, know that you are loved by the heavenly Father. He loves you so much that he sent his Son Jesus to die for you. You and I, he sent his son, even though we were still sinners, the word says. He sent his son to die for you and I, so we may live. All right. Guys, I love you. Let's uh, close in a word of prayer. Father God, we are so thankful for your word. We're thankful for this story uh, that was recorded in Luke. And Father, we are just, uh, we give you glory and praise for what you do, how you change uh, lives. Uh, sinners, we're all sinners, Father. And we just are so thankful for the change that you bring about in our lives through your son, Jesus. I ask that you would change these students' lives, that they would not leave here the same, that they would go from this place knowing you and living in you and telling others about Jesus. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Y'all have a good night, guys. If y'all have any questions, comments, or critiques, please, please come talk to me. All right, good night.